For too long, healing has been seen as a scary and even negative experience, but I believe that healing should be an exciting and empowering one. I'm your host, Kristen Vandenhubel, and in this podcast, you will learn all about making the connection between your physical and mental health from my experience as a student of naturopathic medicine, as well as from guests with experience in all areas of healing. Join me for another authentic conversation and be ready to get real with your health. Hello, hello everyone. It has been a while since I've recorded a podcast episode and I thought it was time to get back into it. I've missed creating these episodes, but I have just been so busy with school coming to an end. I am in my last five weeks of naturopathic medical school. By the time this goes live, it'll be a lot less. And I have just done a lot since November or December when I posted my last episode. So I am really excited to just be back here. And today's episode is going to cover the NPLEX examination, which is the naturopathic North American board examination that you have to take if you want to be licensed in every state or province that regulates naturopathic doctors, except for Ontario. And so I'm writing that exam where I wrote that exam to really get ahead of everything in case the opportunity comes up and I want to go elsewhere. So I'll also be writing the Ontario board exams. So I have a lot kind of coming up in the future. This was the first exam that I could write before I graduated. And it's the second time I've written. And I've talked about this in at least one previous episode. And so I kind of wanted to just dive deeper, talk about this topic and just my experiences with what it was like failing what it was like passing, what did I do different, some of my strategies. And I think this will be really helpful for those of you who are writing this examination, plan to write it or are thinking about writing it. And so I just wanted to kind of go over it and and talk to you guys. But before we get started, you know that I have to do my mindful moment of the week. And that, of course, is going to be related to the NPLEX examination. So I actually got my results this morning which is just kind of what inspired me to actually do this episode. So my mindful moment is really surrounding how I approach the results, knowing that in the past I have gotten a fail and I knew how that felt. There was still a lot of anxiety and pressure around this past. And I wanted to really focus on how I was perceiving either result. So this past week has been a lot of reflection on how I will feel if I pass the exam, how I will feel if I fail it, and honoring each and every single feeling I have because they are so valid, but also not putting too much power and too much pressure in each. So knowing that the fact that I even wrote the exam and went for it a second time in the middle of clinic, feeling stressed, working, having all of these things and still going for it, I think is something I really have to acknowledge. And so I'm really proud of myself for that. And so last night I did some journaling around, you know, my beliefs around failing and what that looks like and kind of rewriting those narratives in my head. And then I also kind of spoke on passing and what that means and like how proud I am of myself. And then this morning when the results were finally out, 
I did a quick meditation to just kind of center myself and ground myself. I was still so nervous, but I'm really happy and glad that I did that to kind of just bring myself back because it is easy to get taken away in the moment with those negative thoughts or that negative self-talk. And in the case that I did fail, I kind of wanted to just mentally prepare myself and mentally get myself into that headspace. So I'm really proud of myself for being mindful and doing that. And now on to the rest of the episode. In the past, I have failed this examination and that was a really difficult thing for me. So basically, I'm going to kind of describe what NPLEX is in general. So NPLEX 1, which is what I just wrote and got the pass on, is the first of two North American board exams that you have to take in order to become a, a licensed naturopathic doctor in North America, in the states that are regulated. Besides Ontario, Ontario has their own board exam. NPLEX 1 can be written after your second year of naturopathic medicine school and it's available every August and every February. So the first time I wrote was in August of 2021. That was right after my second year of naturopathic medical school. And my strategy then was, well, I didn't really have a full strategy. I just kind of broke down what I was going to study each week because the uh, board exam uh, regulators or whatever will send you a whole list of everything that you need to know and it's overwhelming so I just broke that down into okay this week I'm going to study these topics this is what I have to do and I had a lot of resources that I focused on and I think this was probably one of the biggest mistakes I made when it came to the board exams I just put my eggs in too many baskets I studied too much information and this really was just too much for my little brain to handle. And I think that's true for a lot of people. When we overfocus, we overstudy, there is just too much information. Like you could learn so many layers of every single detail of every single topic and still not know enough. And that's going to take a lot of time. And it's just honestly not worth it because then you're not really honing in into what really matters. And that's more of the high yield information. So I did a Few things in my first time writing the exam. I studied out of the US MLE step one textbook, which I did find helpful. It really kind of broke down some of the more major topics and gave some more information where maybe it's harder to find that online. I also used the USMLE website. Um, so they actually have like a subscription service or something that you can get. Um, and this was given to me graciously by a friend who is also writing the exam. So we kind of study that together. And that was a lot of information to digest. Um, there was just so much information on every topic. And honestly, I feel like I just spent so much time writing notes and not retaining the information. And that's where I really feel I went wrong. I was also using Anki or Anki cue cards. And I really like Anki because the way it works is it kind of structures your information based on how much you know it, how well you scored last time on that question, and you can choose how often you want to see that card. So if it was something that you keep getting wrong, you can keep bringing that information back up more frequently until you start to get that information. Once you start to get it, that cue card can go a little bit further into the deck and come back later. So you're kind of really getting that retention. And I think that's a huge piece of it. That was what I did at the end of the day. So that was once I've already studied for eight to nine hours. And now I'm looking at the cue cards. And that just felt like too much. Like I was just so burnt out at that point in the day that I wasn't really taking in that information or I wasn't very fully present. And at that point, there's just no 
rhyme or reason for what you're doing. And I feel like you're just not taking in that information correctly. I also used osmosis, which is a great service when you want to kind of deep dive into topics um, like learning deeper topics of biochemistry and the body and wanting all of that knowledge. But I don't think it's good for a short term, like two month, three month turnaround. So I found that it just wasn't as targeted for information as I needed it to be. And so I think I spent a lot of time just trying to cram in all of these resources. And then on top of that, I also used Board Vitals. And I think a lot of people enjoy Board Vitals. I personally didn't like it. And I know a few people who also didn't. I just found that even though the exam deck was specifically for the NPLEX examination. I don't know. It felt like it wasn't fully written for the exam. And again, people can have different experiences with it. That was just mine. So I didn't fully enjoy that. And I just felt like it didn't prepare me like I wished it would. Um, And then again, just going into an exam blindly, there is very little information on this exam and there's no textbook for NPLEX 1. So that makes it very difficult. So you're studying from a lot of resources that aren't specific for NPLEX, just kind of the same basis as NPLEX. I also used Dr. Anderson and he was kind of something that I used on the side. So he used to be on the board for writing the examinations and so he has a lot of insight and he can kind of give a lot of the high yield information. And so I used him like at the beginning of every week to just review his videos, but I didn't prioritize him. And this is where I probably made the biggest mistake. So fast forward, I failed that examination and I do feel like it really kind of hit my ego. I was, you know, feeling very down and sad about it as one would, absolutely. It's a a big exam and it's kind of your first step into the licensing process. So there's a lot of pressures around it, but I am forever grateful for the experience because I felt like it really taught me a lot. I learned a lot about the board exams and I kind of just took it as this is a lesson. I'm supposed to learn something from this. I don't know what it is and I still don't fully know. Part of me feels like it is so I can help other people with this examination, but I don't know. I just feel like there was a reason for it and it feels even better to get that pass after I failed the first time, to be honest. And I don't know what it would have been like to pass it the first time. I'm sure like it's so amazing and I'm so happy for the people who did, but this really gave me a lot of insight. And I think it will also help me going forward into my next exams because had I not failed this exam the first time, I don't think I would know what to prioritize going into my other exams, like the Kono Ontario examination. And so this kind of helped, although I'm not saying you should fail. Um, It's an expensive learning lesson for sure, but this is why I want to educate you guys beforehand because there really aren't many resources on passing these exams. And obviously I can't give you guys specific details on the exams. That's not allowed, but I do want to offer my perspective on how I studied for these exams, what the best way practices were for me. So hopefully this helps you. So moving into NPLEX 2, I definitely prioritize things a lot differently. Um, I studied less time, both length of time and amount of time in a day. So my exam studying really looked like studying for a month and a half very seriously compared to two and a half months, three months previously, which left me feeling very stressed because I felt like I wasn't doing enough. But at at the end of the day, I really realized that that's what I needed. And I also only studied a couple hours on most days because I was really just focusing in on that high yield information. And so how I did that was I specifically focused on the Dr. Anderson content. This content was my saving grace. This is 
pretty much the entire content that I studied. And I went through his lectures and I took notes. And he is very good at highlighting things that you should know or that are commonly asked because these are things that you probably wouldn't study or think you'd have to know going into this exam. And they probably will ask you that. And he knows a lot of these kind of questions that are so tricky and so small that you probably just wouldn't get on your own. And it's just a buildup of having these high yield answers ready to go for the exam. And so when I would see high yield information or information from his slides that felt pretty key to me, I would put that into my Anki cards. And when I was done with his information, I would go through my Anki, just trying to really keep that fresh in my mind. Anytime I had any free time, but I didn't have time to watch a lecture or I wasn't in an environment where I could watch a lecture, but I was able to kind of focus, I would do my Anki cards. And these helped me immensely. I felt like I just actually understood and knew the content. And that really came down to Dr. Anderson. And if there was anything that I just felt I couldn't get clarification from Dr. Anderson's uh, notes and lectures, I went to YouTube to watch more descriptive videos, or I looked at the USMLE textbook. And these were helpful for clarification. Specifically, mostly I think it was more of like the skin conditions that I didn't really see in Dr. Anderson's notes, whether that's kind of like a newer section that he didn't really teach on when he was on the board, I'm not sure. So I used my step one textbook for that. And honestly, the skin, there aren't many questions about it anyway, so I wasn't super worried. And then I also strategized studying the most detailed content I remember from the exam. I really focused in on the topics that are like the key part of the exam. And that really is the biochemistry, immunology, my microbiology are huge foundational key components of this exam. And I barely studied conditions. The first time around, I studied conditions, the physiology behind it, and all the symptoms associated. And there's very, very, very few questions on that exam that ask those kind of questions. And so that's why for me, even though I did miss a few of those questions on the exam, I still was able to pass without having that knowledge because that just is not really high yield, important information. So most of my days were Dr. Anderson, which again, his courses are free. So this is a huge part. It's something you don't have to pay for. And so I would recommend at least taking a look at them. I know a lot of people who have found them helpful and I was worried solely focusing on them, but I'm really glad that I did. I don't have the exact breakdown of how I did on the exam. Those results come in the mail in a week or so. So I'll have to keep you guys updated with that. But I know that I passed both sections, which was something I didn't do the first time. And so even though I missed some information that didn't feel great at the time of writing the exam. I really felt like, oh man, I missed the mark on this exam. I didn't pay attention to what I should have known, but I was really just focusing on the stuff I didn't get rather than the things that I actually did know that maybe most people don't because the way they grade the exam is they weighted on the difficulty of questions. So some questions that are a bit more obvious that maybe I missed are weighted less compared to questions that are a little bit more difficult and those are weighted more. So those are kind of the questions you really want to pinpoint trying to remember. And those are often those questions that, again, you might not fall upon because these are not just intuitive questions or things that you would know, especially from your first couple of years as a naturopathic medical student. They just are not intuitive as much as 
you would hope they would be. It's very just basic sciences. So it's really just going back to the basics. I didn't spend my time trying to remember things like the Krebs cycle and the oxidative phosphorylation and all of that. Instead, I just took the key components of that, whether the rate limiting steps, um, what comes out of these cycles. I didn't know like the process, the order. They're not going to ask those questions most likely. So I just really focused on that kind of stuff when it came to the detailed information. So I think that's really important. Um, Each exam has different topics that are weighted differently. So I can't tell you that your exam that you write will be fully immunology or microbiology because they are very different depending on the exam. And I did notice that when I wrote the exams and you just don't know what version you're going to get. They have so many different versions that they do and they just kind of randomize what questions get put on it. I really, yeah, just focused Dr. Anderson, my Anki. And then another key resource I used was Wild Brilliance. They have both books, but now they have an online quiz format that you can get for like $24 for three months. And this was huge for me. It was a way for me to actually apply the knowledge I got into a clinical examination kind of format. So they would ask you questions with the um, case, which you get on MPLEX. And then you take information and it just kind of gives you that familiarity with how they're going to ask questions on the exam. It's really not actually based much on the case. But I would say that it is important to kind of know how to write the exam so that when you go, you're not surprised by the format. You're ready and you're used to it and you kind of understand how they're asking questions, where it might be a little bit tricky and where you might kind of fall victim to selecting the wrong answer. So I just really took my time to analyze how these questions were formatted and to expect that on NPLEX. And I think that just really, really helped me. Overall, these were my main strategies going into NPLEX 1. And I found that it really, really helped me. If you do fail the first time or have failed the first time, I would recommend switching up your study routine. Because for me, I found what was the point of studying how I did the first time when I didn't even pass. And I know some people kind of take that route because it's familiar and you feel like, well, maybe I can just take more from this type of studying and maybe it will work for you. It's really individual, but I will say that if you fail the first time, it makes most sense to readjust how you're studying, the resources that you're using, really take that as a learning experience instead of a failure because failure is honestly just a learning experience. And that's what I ended up taking from it. I wanted to be candid. I wanted to be transparent when it came to this exam. I shared my whole journey the entirety of the first time I wrote it. Um, And then when it came to failing, that felt like a big blow. And I had to share that with everyone because I just felt wrong kind of sharing the journey and then not sharing the results. Not that everybody has to take that route, um, but I just felt like sharing my failure was a big piece of helping other people who have gone through the same thing because we just don't see the people who fail as often as we see the people who have uh, been successful. And then again, reminding yourself that this exam does not define you. It can be really hard to fail and take that fail from this exam. And that's okay to acknowledge and that's okay to sit with your feelings. Absolutely. But I think it's really important to not let that dictate how you're going to move forward and to just kind of take what you can from it, take the time to feel how you feel, but know that it doesn't mean that you're going to be a bad naturopathic doctor or if this is just resonating with you or if you are somebody who's writing it for nursing board exams or medical school board exams or whatever it might be. It doesn't dictate how you're going to be in your profession. These exams are really just information that you might not know intuitively and 
it's hard to accept that, but it is how it is. It's just how they have to pass us and regulate us and weed us out maybe. But I think that it's just important to acknowledge that this is not the end all be all. You will pass eventually. You just have to give yourself that time and space to reflect on the first time that you wrote. And something big that I took away from this past time, specifically right after writing the exam, but I think it resonates with people who may have failed this time around or any time around, um, was just making sure you acknowledge and celebrate the fact that you just did the thing instead of waiting until the results. I think it's so important for us to actually celebrate our wins when it comes to just doing something. Like I went for this exam and I know a lot of other people who did and it's not easy to do that regardless. And it's even harder to do it once you've failed before. And so Give yourself a good pat on the back and acknowledge what you've done and the hard work that you've put in and the mental stress that you've been through. That's so important. We shouldn't wait for our wins. We shouldn't just celebrate our wins being like a success or a pass or something. Our wins are the fact that we did these things and that we're learning things from our journey. And I think that's a really, really big important keynote takeaway from this whole experience. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys. I just wanted to give you more of a breakdown of how this went for me and what my journey was with this. I think it's important that we are open and honest and I just want to be that with you guys. That's what this podcast is about. That's what my whole brand and image is supposed to be and I hope that you guys take away something from this but as always I would love if you guys could share your journeys with me follow along on my Instagram at naturally Kirsten you can also find that in the show notes below subscribe to this podcast so that you get notifications when new episodes come out and please 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 leave a review it means so much and it's so encouraging to know because sometimes podcasts can feel like you're speaking to the abyss and you're not connecting with anyone but I think it's important to know that we are to continue on to do these kind of podcasts. So give this podcast a review if you can, even if it's just a star review, but it would be nice if you left a little comment too, so I can know what you like, what you don't like. But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I'm so happy to be back here talking to you guys. I love it honestly so much. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.